What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Nothing But Net podcast. Arguably the best place to go for NBA news, you know, hot takes, opinions. Definitely not biased at all. You know, me and Caleb aren't biased. But I'm your host, Joe. Uh, Unfortunately, Caleb cannot join us tonight, but that's okay. We're going to be going over all the latest NBA news without him. That's okay. He'll hopefully tune in for the next one. So today we're going to be talking a little bit more about the James Harden trade and everything that that means a few of the upcoming games that, you know, me and Caleb are very excited about. Going to go over and recap tonight's games. Uh, it's at halftime of my team's game right now, the Golden State Warriors. So going to go over the first half and what I hope to see more in the second half. Um, so we're just going to get into it. So the James Harden trade. Those of you that don't know, uh, James Harden, uh, former MVP, just got traded to the Brooklyn Nets. And it is just a clusterfuck of teams. So... Just to recap, the Nets got James Harden and the Cleveland Cavaliers' second overall pick. The Cavs got Jared Allen and Torian Prince. The Pacers received Karis LeVert, a Rockets' second-round pick. And then the Rockets received Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Kruckus, you know, I could be saying that wrong, sue me, four first-round draft picks and four first-round swaps. So that's a lot to get into. So I'm just going to go ahead and talk about the Cavs. Me and Caleb talked about this. He's pretty happy with that. He gave it a B plus. Jared Allen's going to be a good addition to Sexland, uh, which is Colin Sexton and Darius Garland combined into Sexland. Um, and Torian Prince is going to be a good wing defender off their bench. We're not really sure how Jared Allen's going to fit into this roster because they already have Andre Drummond. They already have Kevin Love, Larry Nance, JaVale McGee. Uh, but the Cleveland Cavaliers have never really been good at managing their talent, so it's no surprise that, uh, once again, they have too many bigs. Uh, the Pacers who just smacked Golden State Warriors a couple nights ago, got Karis LeVert, which is an absolute fire pickup for them. Victor Oladipo hasn't been playing. He's won a new start because he's been injured with the Pacers. So adding Karis LeVert to this team, who is a 20-point-per-game bucket, is actually pretty dangerous. So now they're looking at Malcolm Brogdon, Karis LeVert, uh, TJ Warren when he comes back at the three spot, Demontis Sabonis and Miles Turner. Uh, That's starting five to me is dangerous. So we're going to look out for them. Um, the Rockets got Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum. I mean, I don't really know. Those two players could be hit or miss. So, I mean, we'll see about that. Uh, they're going to be a lot better 1 through 15 now uh, because when the number one player team is going to bars, uh, hanging out with strippers every night, eating his face off, gaining 30 pounds in the offseason, uh, if you get rid of that guy, odds are your chemistry is going to be better. And they showed a little bit of that tonight, which I'll get into later. Uh, Dante Exum doesn't really bring much to this team. They're already full of guards. They have no bigs because um, James Harden said to get rid of all the bigs. So their biggest player right now is damn near Christian Wood and P.J. Tucker. So not good for them. The four firsts and the four uh, swaps, those could come in handy. I mean, it all just kind of depends on how the Rockets use them. Uh, First-round draft picks aren't guaranteed, as we've seen in the past. Uh, Just for instance, the Minnesota Timberwolves drafting Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio over Stephen Curry. So first-round picks, yes, they are good and they are valuable. But if your management doesn't use them how they should be used, it doesn't really matter. So we'll see how the Rockets use that. But now to get into the Brooklyn Nets aspect of this, I don't even know where to begin. Kevin Durant and Taurus Cupcake, softy, snake, hiss, hiss. Yeah, he was on my team. He was good for us. But when he's not on my team, I don't love the guy. He's a good basketball player. I mean, he's essentially like 30 players in one because of all his burner accounts. 
So you already know he has a bunch of alter egos, a bunch of avatars online that aren't him. So you don't know what you're getting with him. You have Kyrie Irving, who is just taking vacation days in the middle of an NBA season for Lord knows what reasons. Maybe mental health, might be COVID, might be he just doesn't like basketball. But I mean, the same reason he left LeBron was because he didn't want to be a secondhand man. So now he goes to a team where he's not even the secondhand man, he's the thirdhand man. So, you know, I mean, I guess if that's what he wants, then he got it. Uh, so you have those two literal emotional uh, emotional players and you add in James Harden who if you recall didn't get along well with Chris Paul had him traded didn't get along well with Russell Westbrook had him traded and now he just didn't get along well with his whole entire organization so he got so he got traded finally so you're throwing him into the mix of a bunch of players who are already emotional lord knows what's about to happen here and, and this could go one of two ways in my eyes this could be a situation where talent outweighs chemistry, which has happened in the past. Uh, but also, we haven't seen too many recent scenarios of this happening. Uh, and it could be where chemistry is just an overall bigger issue than your talent. Because if you look at things like Dwayne Wade, LeBron, and Chris Bosh, Chris Bosh isn't stepping on LeBron's toes. D. Wade was his second-hand man. We can look at this instance with Clay, Steph Curry, and Kevin Durant. When Clay Thompson might be the most efficient superstar in the history of the league, Steph Curry doesn't need the ball, so we can just give the ball to KD. But in here, James Harden went from the Splash Brothers, or I mean, Kevin Durant literally played the Splash Brothers, and now he's playing with the Dribble Brothers. So Lord knows what's about to happen. You have three ball-dominant players on one team. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think that they're going to make it through the season together. I think Brooklyn trades Kyrie. That's just my opinion. Uh, I could be completely wrong. I also don't really like Kyrie or Harden. So, uh, I mean, James Harden is just a unit right now if anybody saw that video of him and the announcer literally says James Harden looks like he had a pre-game meal because uh, the dude literally tucked in his shirt to his warm-up sweatpants and I've been fat before I know that's not what you do to ha- look like you're not fat so the guy was just trying to get traded for management uh, you know but we'll move on from that I could talk about that trade forever and I'd really it's just gonna show with time if it was a good trade or not so tonight, we had the Miami Heat playing the Philadelphia 76ers. The 76ers won 125-108, to despite Joel Embiid only scoring nine points. And I don't know how that's possible, one, for Joel Embiid to only score nine points against the Miami Heat, uh, but he did. He is a MVP frontrunner at this point, essentially, and he played damn near the whole game. Not the whole game, but he played 24 minutes. That's way too much time to only score nine points. Uh, you know, but Tyrese Maxey is out there balling. Uh, he's had a crazy, crazy trio of games, scoring 16 points against the Heat the other night, 15 points against the Hawks, and then 39 against Denver. So Tyrese Maxey is definitely a guy to look out for on the 76ers team. He's balling out. Ben Simmons uh, still can't shoot three. Surprise, surprise, over one on the night. Did have a triple-double, but only with 10 points. So he can't score. Nothing new there. Uh, Shake Milton coming off the bench for 31 points for the Sixers really save their asses here. He doesn't do that. They lose this game. And Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid are once again probably in trade talks. Uh, other side, though, Miami Heat, nothing too crazy here. Duncan Robinson shot the three ball well. Surprise. Tyler Hero shot the three ball well. Surprise. Um, and the other thing I was looking at was uh, actually Bam Adebayo did not play this game, who was a solid 10-20 and 20 player. So that could have an impact on this game, but I'm not going to dive into that too much. Pretty pretty straightforward here. Uh, another game, Toronto Raptors, my least favorite NBA franchise. They're a fraud of a franchise. Um, their only NBA championship 
uh, was because they sold away DeMar DeRozan's soul for Kawhi Leonard. So if they're willing to literally sacrifice DeMar DeRozan, then that's fine with me. They can have that championship. Uh, but they played the Charlotte Hornets. Um, the, the Raptors won 111-108. to 108. So only three-point victory over a team that's basically just driven by youth. So a three-point victory is really almost like a loss in my eyes at least. Um, LaMelo Ball played fantastic. He's going to win Rookie of the Year. No chance he doesn't win it. Uh, Terry Rozier, 22 points. P.J. Washington, a second-year player, actually finally coming into form, 20 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, he's exactly what this team needs. They already have a bunch of young guards, Devontae Graham, like I said, LaMelo, Terry Rozier. So they're kind of missing that big presence. They have a center as Bismack Biombo, who's only 6'8 right now. So he's not really looking that big. But I tell you what, this Charlotte Horns team is fun to watch. They have three guards that can just go out and get buckets. They can pass the ball nicely. It's just very good basketball to watch. It's like the opposite of the Orlando Magic playing through Nikola Vucevic and just, you know, slow-ass, no-pace basketball. The Raptors, on the other hand, I really I hate this team. I don't think they're good. Chris Boucher, 25 points. He had five blocks against the Warriors the other night. Yeah, whatever. He's not that great. Uh, Pascal Siakam still won't play up to MVP caliber. I can't believe this man was an MVP starter. Uh, it, it blows my mind that he got voted in. I don't know how it happened. Uh, Van Vliet, the most overrated point guard in the entire NBA, scored 17 points. And Kyle Lowry, the dump truck himself, had 16 points. Dude had 12 assists. He's passing the ball well. The game that I was most excited for tonight was actually the Rockets and the Spurs. Rockets won 109-105, to 105, four-point victory. And why this is actually so big is that it shows that James Harden was legitimately a cancer to this team. John Wall said it the best. He said there's no way that a team can actually perform and play well if the 1 through 15 guys are not all bought in. And when, especially when it's your number one player who's not buying in. James Harden wouldn't hang around the team, wouldn't show up to practices, wouldn't sit out to games, was going to strip clubs, was going to bars, drinking, partying it up, while his team is like, what the fuck, guy? You're our number one player. You're supposed to be averaging 35 points a game and passing the ball to everybody, averaging 12 assists and, and all that shit. Instead, he just doesn't give two fucks. And it's crazy. You get rid of him and they get a win over a Spurs team that I think has a lot of potential this year. So it's kind of crazy to see how James Harden getting traded to the Nets can make the Nets better and the Rockets better. But Christian Wood, this guy is going to be an all-star. 27 points, 15 rebounds, three blocks. Crazy good basketball player. Most of his career has been wasted so far. He's played for the Pistons a lot, and that's in the Bermuda Triangle of bad sports franchises, which is any team that's located in Detroit, Cleveland, Cincinnati. You go there, your career dies. That's just the end of the discussion. So he's actually got traded out of there. Now he's playing fantastic. Makes no sense. Nobody else really played good. I mean, he had uh, uh, DeMarcus Cousins averaging nine off the bench, David Nwaba nine off the bench. So, I mean, they're playing well. But Sterling Brown scoring 23 points for the Rockets the day after Harden gets traded is just like a shot in the face. Like, we don't need you. We don't need you at all. Spurs, though, they played well. Kelvin Johnson, second-year player, uh, 29 points. Can't ask for anything more than that from him. 31 minutes, super efficient. Missed six shots the whole game, or four shots, excuse me, the whole game. Um, Lonnie Walker, 16 points. Ever since he cut all of his hair off, he's playing way better. I think there's a correlation there, 100%. Devin Vassell, their rookie, 12 points off the bench. Uh, I don't know what it is. Greg Popovich, no matter what, can just draft players and then make them good. I don't know what it is. And then DeMar DeRozan, he, he looks all right. He's an old player. He's out of his prime. But at least he can contribute to a team and kind of like be a mentor for these guys. Um, and now we got to talk about my Golden State Warriors. 
currently down right now. It's a tough game to watch. Steph's playing fantastic. I mean, he's playing great basketball right now. The game actually just started, so I'm going to wrap this up sooner than later. Uh, But basically, we don't have any bigs that can play. We have James Wiseman. He's a rookie. He's a big guy. Uh, trying to guard Nikola Jokic, a walking triple-double. It's not working out well for us. Didn't work out well when he was guarding Miles Turner. Uh, the chef is cooking 18 points already in the first half. You know, he's going to be balling. Kelly Oubre going to Kelly Oubre and brick every single three he takes. I have so many thoughts about that guy. I, I don't, we don't even have time. I don't even think I can record a podcast long enough. I'd hit the time cap before I could even end my thoughts about Kelly Oubre. Eric Pascal, first-team All-NBA rookie team last year. And he has been performing so far this year for Golden State. Fantastic basketball player. Excited about him. Uh, Brad Wanamaker, arguably one of my least favorite players in the NBA. He, he's just terrible. I mean, he, he's our backup point guard. I don't know how there's not a better point guard in the market. Uh, I just It blows my mind that Steve Kerr can't find someone to sign for him. Uh, then we have Michael Mulder and Damian Lee, who are just absolute flamethrowers from the three. They're both averaging above 40% from the three-point this year, which is just good old Golden State basketball right there. And one thing that I learned, actually, by watching Golden State basketball, we're the only team that will use a unanimous MVP to set off-ball ball screens for players that went undrafted. I mean, it, it's baffling to me. We'll have, like, Steph Curry and Draymond Green setting off-ball ball screens for Michael Mulder to get an open three. And that's just why this team's so great. It's why they're the best team in the NBA. That's why they have the best talent. There's no other team that if their number one star is on fire, they can't lose. If Steph Curry's on fire, Golden State wins the game. 10 out of 10 times. I think the only players I can think of who are also that way, maybe Devin Booker. But then you say that, and he scored 70 points a couple years ago, and they still lost. So, I mean, he's just an unbelievable talent. And when he's playing good, he just sunk a three in Jamal Murray's face. Yeah, call a timeout, Mike Malone. Sorry, I'm watching the game right now. But he is just a fantastic basketball player, and he's just by far the best point guard in the history of the league. And then the Nuggets are the Nuggets. The melted ice cream cone, Nikola Jokic, is playing well. I mean, big fucking surprise. I mean, Jamal Murray is playing good. Yeah, we'll, we'll see it. I have a feeling Golden State will win. We're down by eight right now. But I have fucking faith. That's what good fans do. No matter what, you have faith. We play the Lakers upcoming this week. We're going to fucking win. doesn't even matter. We're going to get the dub. Speaking of upcoming games... Warriors Suns got canceled for tomorrow night. That's unfortunate. Uh, but Saturday, Hornets Raptors, very interesting team. The Hornets playing my least favorite team, Raptors. That's going to be a good one. Saturday, seven thirty. Tune in. Caleb's team, the Cavs, play the Wizards at two o'clock on Sunday. That's a winnable game. We like winnable games for our homies teams. Also, Cavs play the Knicks tomorrow at seven thirty. Tune into that one. That's another winnable game. Cavs could go on a little sneaky two-game win streak coming up here pretty soon. That'd be pretty lit for Caleb. Not gonna lie. And then tomorrow at 10 o'clock, we got Pelicans-Lakers, which is just essentially like a revenge tour because LeBron had essentially the entire Pelicans roster traded for. So that's always going to be a fun one to watch. And then just going to a little, uh, little segment here, we got surprising players so far this year. Uh, first and foremost, CJ McCollum. I don't like CJ McCollum. I have been on the record books multiple times saying I don't think he's a good basketball player. Well, I was wrong. He's a good basketball player. He actually might be better than Dame Lillard. I don't know at this point. 28 points, 5 assists, 1.5 steals a game, shooting 44% from the three. I mean, that's just incredible numbers, especially on a team that has a lot of other shooters on there, a lot of other guys that can get buckets. So averaging 28 points on a team like that is a pretty good feat. Um, Jalen Brown, too. 26, 6, and 1.6 steal. 
Um, and 54% from the field. Anytime you're shooting over 50% from the field as a guard, you know that you're doing some crazy things, especially when you're not just getting scrub minutes. Dude's averaging like 34 minutes a game. So when that type of stuff's happening, you're averaging 26 points a game, you're doing something right, especially when you're on the best team in the East, like the Celtics are. They're 7-3. and three. So arguably one of the best players on the best team in the East, and it wasn't he was just in trade talks over the summer. So you know that he's actually came out. He heard the rumors. He heard the talks. And he shut literally every single fucking rumor down. And then Julius Randle. My God. New York Knicks fans, stand up. My God. 22 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists a game on the New York Knicks. He's the sole reason they have any wins. The New York Knicks are an awful franchise. But what do you know? Tom Thibodeau letting him bring the ball up the court like he did when he played with the Pelicans and when he was at his best. And all of a sudden, he goes from a 13-10 and 10 player to a 22-10 and, and a 7 player. My God. Dude's playing fantastic. There's not too much you can ask for a guy like that. And then I know Caleb wanted me to talk about Jeremy Grant, um, a guy who did play for the Nuggets last year and didn't really do too much. But now he's with the Thunder, and the dude is just absolutely balling out. And then we're going to go in and talk about some MVP talk. So Bleacher Report um, released their top 10 or top 5 MVPs. I don't know who Bleacher Report has working for them, but they just have the absolute worst takes in the history of NBA basketball. I don't know. I really don't know who they hire or like have working there because it, is, it blows my mind that these people have Giannis Antetokounmpo in the top five for this year. Like, that just should not happen. He's not playing that good of basketball. But for me right now, at number five, I have CJ McCollum. Uh, like I just said, his numbers. Dude's having a crazy good year. He passes the eye test. He's outshining Damian Lillard, who everyone says better than Steph Curry, but he's not. He doesn't get double teamed off every ball screen and doesn't even get double teamed off the ball like Steph does. Number four, I have good old LeBron James. Me and LeBron have beef. I don't love him. I don't hate him anymore. Uh, but my team's played him enough in the finals to where I don't actually love him. But he's putting up LeBron numbers, 24 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. His team's 9-3. and got to throw him in there. Uh, two, or I mean three, I have Joel Embiid, 26 points, 12 rebounds, 1.6 blocks, 54% from the field. I don't love Joel Embiid. I think his effort isn't there all the time. I mean, but we're also talking about earlier James Harden and how he wins an MVP and he doesn't try any of the time, obviously. So I'll throw him at number three. Number two is, I mean, he's at number two. He's the best player on the NBA, playing on the best team. Uh, Stephen Curry, 62-point performances, 28 points a game, 6.5 assists, 1.2 steals. Actually playing good on defense this year. As we speak, he's torching the Nuggets as he gets double teamed off every ball screen. He's the best player on the NBA, but I'm going to put him at number two for my MVP. And number one is Luka Doncic. His numbers are LeBron's numbers, but just a little bit more juiced. So 26 points a game, 9.1 rebounds, and 8 assists. Ever since this guy has gotten in the league, he's been a walking triple-double, and that hasn't happened since LeBron got in the league, really. So this guy, as of right now, he keeps this up. He's going to be in the MVP conversation. He probably will win the MVP. He's had some good game winners in his career. He had a big game winner last year uh, in the bubble which, I mean, I say last year, it was literally October, uh, against the Clippers. Dude's clutch. He can pass the ball. He can score the ball. He's shifty. He's fun to watch. Uh, so that's probably my number one candidate for MVP at this moment. So right now, the Golden State game is 59-73. We're down by 14, but we did come back by 20 from 
the Los Angeles Clippers, a.k.a. the most fraud of a super team of all time. Uh, Push off P, a.k.a. Paul George. Um, it's just not a good basketball player. I don't know how he was third in the MVP voting two years ago. He's just not a good basketball player. But um, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. A little quick update, a little quick podcast. Kill was not able to join. We're having some issues with the recording. So I was just hopping on here, doing a little solo podcast for the evening before it gets too late. But if you made it this far, I just want to say thank you so much. I appreciate it more than you could possibly even understand. Even if you listen for a minute, five minutes, if you listen the whole 20 minutes, I appreciate that so much. And I know Caleb does too. So this has been the first ever episode of the Nothing But Net podcast. It's only going to get better from here. As the season picks up, this carousel of a league, things change, there's drama, most drama in every sports league. We're going to keep you up to date with all the latest news, opinions, the takes, 100% 100% bias all the time doesn't matter. Steph Curry, better than LeBron, doesn't matter. But thank you for listening. I appreciate it, and we'll see you next time.